Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. Papa ate it, and he saved olive oil. You should grow spinach right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Mini soon. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts. Ben, the backyard gardener, and Batavia, the front yard gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. My mom used to make me watch Popeye and then try and force me to eat canned spinach, and it was gross. Now I eat it every day. I don't remember eating spinach as a child. It was horrible. Well, my, so my mom got wrapped up very quickly into a, like, you get a freezer, they bring you meat, they bring you vegetables already frozen, and spinach was a big one of them, and it was it was horrible, so didn't do it justice. But we're going to talk about spinach today because I think it can be kind of tricky. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it can. And this is the one that I learned the most on of all of this, so... Batavia, without further ado, start us off. Super duper cold hardy. All right. So it's a leafy green. Um, It is very, very popular in the early spring. And this is one that I had to learn. Like, you think it's too early? Nope. Get out there and plant it. Um, So people plant it in the spring in their gardens. People plant it in the fall um, because it is one that is easy to bolt. Um, there are a couple of varieties, which we'll mention later on, that are more summer-like spinach crops. But your typical common spinach, you want to grow in those two areas. Spinach, you can do a little bit more crowding. So these last couple of weeks, we've talked about some bigger vegetables that we want to give some space to. You can plant these, I'd say, about six inches apart um, when you sow these seeds. Um, spinach can be started inside, but it's really recommended to direct sow. Um, just because it doesn't transplant as nicely as some of your larger vegetables when you start them inside. Um, what else do I have? That's it. Oh, this is a piece, one of the pieces that I learned. Uh, it should not be uh, sowed if the soil is warmer than 70 degrees. And we've talked about it in past, like how do you know the temperature of your soil? And I don't know, but if you can just Im- imagine if it's 90 degrees outside, your soil is probably warmer than 70. So <laughs> all of that said, it clicked for me um, because I W-T-F, struggle with spinach. bro. <laughs> Is that the same thing you came across? I was yeah. like, because I put it in my greenhouse and everything else is germinated except for my spinach. And I'm like, son of a bitch, yeah. my damn yeah. seeds are bad. Yeah. Didn't I, It never crossed my mind. I grew it in New England all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know what was different? Mm-hmm. It was always 70 degrees up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it was either cold <laughs> as hell or it was 70. So I have struggled Mm-hmm. with spinach and now i know it yeah. is crazy it is insane yeah. that i just i got a harp on it man because a lot of things will say like no it won't germinate and it will this will not germinate if it's too warm yeah will not so um it's brutal 
And it's, I it's, think it's in line with carrots, some carrots when it comes to like. But the carrots will. You can get them to bolt. You mm-hmm. can, I mean, you can get them to germinate. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but one other note, great for secession planting. Um, yes. And we're going to come back around to that. But yeah. And you almost have to secession plant it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it can tolerate temperatures down to 15 degrees Fahrenheit or negative Come something on. Celsius. Mm-hmm. So um, that's huge. And it can take part sun. So that's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. important as it can take part sun. Now, what is part sun? Okay, grief. Well, Isn't let's just two, go two four, four hours. hours? I think it's yeah, four, four hours. hours. <laughs> Let's just stick it with four hours. I don't mm-hmm. want to say anything less because I don't want to give people the wrong idea. They're like, oh, you got a shady spot. You can stick it in. But it can tolerate it. Um, it's succession so every two weeks is, is what's recommended for this. Mm-hmm. And fertilize if needed for slow growth only. So this was something that I wasn't really keen on. But they say because it's such a fast grower that you don't really need to fertilize it. I'm going to say when you make your planting, put your your blood meal or, you know, alfalfa meal, feather meal, whatever into the ground, plant it, it'll feed it. And then depending on how you do it, you can come back and give it some fish fertilizer or something like that. But it's not completely necessary. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Um and fast growing in cool temperatures. So right back to where we yes. started at the top of it, right? And so um, companions is the next one. And it was actually really easy for companions because it's really friendly. It's like yeah. the garden's friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, cabbage, kale, Brussels sprouts, kohlrabi, they all are friends with it because they feed on different nutrients. So it doesn't necessarily need the same thing. Now, if you break that down, I'm seeing some things in my mind that would say, well, maybe not, but I got to take the faith of what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, the kohlrabi is the only one that would, in my mind, because it's real, actually forming a root above ground to eat. But mm-hmm. that being said, it is really the garden's friend. I mean, anytime you can get something that's as friendly as that to put in, it's, it's pretty impressive. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So for foes, um, it, and I had to really dig around to find this from a source I, I thought was reputable. Um, so I actually have two that I think are really important to note. Um, it's fennel, which I don't grow in my garden. And the note is it emits harmful elements to the soil. Right? No, I came uh, up with that knew? too. Who, yeah. who had an eye? Yeah, it's because that and shit's then, nasty. Um, potatoes. And it, again, it takes nutrients from the soil that spinach needs. Mm-hmm. I do have some other uh, companion plants, foes, if you will. And it's really about just taking away sunlight. So really tall vegetables like corn and sunflowers, like it basically is going to shade out the spinach is the intent. Well, let's talk uh, so about that. Sunflowers and corn, 70 degrees. I mean, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this it's is an where... It's an excellent point. It's an excellent point. This is um, where people are making websites to get more words on to get more searchable. That's what that is. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm calling yeah. it I'm calling it dead in the water. Yeah. Um, I did forget um, lettuce is a good one for ground cover too. And a foe that I have is radishes. It attracts hmm. leaf miners, apparently. Ah, okay. Had no clue. Add that to my list. Had no clue about that, so... Um, but I'm sorry. Continue on. <laughs> no, that was the, the end of my uh, foes. Okay. Um, pests is um, leaf miners, c- 
cutworms, loopers, cabbage loopers, um, snails and slugs, and the corn earworm. So anything that's an er, um, erm, a worm or a caterpillar, again, BT, Bravo Tango, and that is um, organic. And then leaf miner, or for your leaf miners, I want to say neem oil will take care of it. Don't quote me on that, though. But if you have a leaf miner, you look, you'll see the leaf, and you'll see little grooves in it. You can easily look up how that is. Um, I'm a little unprepared for that. I'm ashamed of myself. That's okay. We forgive you'll you. forgive me. Have you have you experienced any of those pests in your garden with spinach? Yeah, slugs and snails. Okay. okay. That's it. I haven't. Yeah. I've never had a cutworm um, in my garden or a leaf miner ever. Now that I say that, I'm going to be yeah, riddled with coming. it, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> I accept your challenge, nature. So no, I, didn't, um, I didn't find any diseases per se for spinach. I did. Okay. I did, and I wasn't sure about it. So um, I'm going to put an asterisk around them. Mm-hmm. Um, mosaic virus and blight and downy mildew, which I think is powdery mildew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why you got to have a separate name for you special? <laughs> um, so the mosaic virus is something that we uh, with um, that's in cucumbers. Am I not? Am I incorrect on that? I don't know. The name sounds familiar, so I nodded when you said it, but I can't yeah. place the vegetable that um, it's tied to. And again, rotation is key for you know to avoid diseases and stuff like that. Um, harvesting Batavia. So we talked about it being a great candidate for secession sowing. I don't know if anyone is really cutting and coming again for spinach. Like basically based on the size of these plants, most people do you, most Mm -hmm. people basically harvest the entire plant. Um, I do pinch leaves off, but it's really just me being stingy. Um, So if you succession plant, then you basically can take a row of spinach and then you have that other row coming up. You absolutely can cut and come again, take a few leaves off of each plant. Um, Harvesting, everyone's seen baby leaves in the store. So that's the size that, you know, at the earliest point you can harvest. You, If you do cut and come again, you want to leave some leaves on that plant so they can continue to grow. Um, One thing I do want to note, and the pronunciation may be wrong, but I did look this up a few years ago and I revisited it when we were preparing for this episode. Uh, The type of spinach so there's a smooth leaf and then there's the really crinkly leaf so it's savoy s-a-v-o-y so varieties are either savoy semi-savoy or there's one more Um, and that just really is helpful for a gardener because the crinklier those leaves are the dirtier that plant can get and the more difficult it could be to clean versus those that have more of a smooth surface on the leaf it's a lot easier for your home gardener to manage just um, like um, curly kale. Yeah, exactly like curly kale. So Bloomsdale is uh, kind of a semi-savoy, so got some crinkle to it. Um, Giant Noble is an example of a variety that um, it's labeled lightly savoy. And forgive me if I'm pronouncing savoy wrong. Savoy is the way I really want to say it. Yeah, that's, that's how you should do it. Savoy! Mm-hmm. Um, so I want my spinach to be smooth like a baby's bottom. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, hashtag it up all day long. Um, now, one thing to know, well, let me go on to, um, let me break this down for you, okay? Because this is key for me and my family. We eat a lot of spinach, mm-hmm. okay? 
Um, now I have two different sets of nutrition facts for you for this. Okay. Okay. So one cup of raw spinach is a serving and that's seven calories, one carb, one fiber, one protein and 5% iron for your daily value. Okay. Now the reason why I added iron in is because it's known in the vegetarian and vegan pescatarian world to inject iron into your diet in which we can be low in because we don't eat hemi iron, which is blood iron from animals. So then you go and you say, well, what about a cup of cooked spinach, which in reality is about six cups of raw spinach. Mm -hmm. So one cup of cooked spinach is 41 calories, seven carbs, four grams of fiber, five grams of protein and 36 grams of fiber of your daily value. So you can see the nutritional benefit behind eating a cup of cooked spinach versus a cup of cup of raw spinach. And the difference is you can consume physically more of that spinach into your body to get more of that nutrition. So that's so I really watched big. A video. Go ahead. I, just, I watched a video where a doctor and I assume medical doctor um, was talking about spinach and he described when it comes to cooking it, that steaming and I eat a lot of cooked veggies, steaming spinach decreases the nutrition by 11%. And I kind of said, ah, I can take that. Um, but one thing he did notice, he note was if you are prone to kidney stones, be careful with how much kit, um, spinach you consume, mm-hmm. because I think it's oxalates, O-X-I-L-A-T-E-S. Who was this um, doctor? Prob- hmm? Who was this doctor? Oh, I'll send you the link. I don't remember okay. his name. He had a stethoscope and like a white coat. No, I'm oh, hell, I got one of those. <laughs> but it, I, uh, we talk about like vegetables that um, are, aren't great if you have inflammation issues and such. And so I was pleased to really know that. I don't have kidney stone issues, uh, but I work with a guy and it's very common for him. And so I said, oh, OK, that's why you don't have spinach on your plate ever. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, um, on that note is if you have somebody like I've seen documentaries and stuff about people eating raw food and they will heavily weight their opinions on the raw food Mm -hmm. versus, you know, so that's why I asked about the doctor. But um, either way, if you can eat it, you're not prone to kidney stones. It's a great way to interject these things into. And if you're like me and you don't eat a lot of meat. Um, mm-hmm. then it's a good way for you to get your fiber. And I mean, five grams of protein, that's a lot too. Yeah. So for, for a, such a small amount. Um, quickly, before we go on, if you want to grow in the summertime, the one variety that I know of is Malbar, and that mm-hmm. can take warmer temperatures. So um, check that out. Agreed. And now you know all about Popeye's favorite food, spinach. So on that note, before we run out of time, What are we going to do? We're going to go out and you should grow spinach this year and stay safe and be cool until next time. Grow a lot of it and see ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. 